Welcome to the Law of Startups podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, we're lucky to have in the studio with us, Christina Sear. Uh, Christina, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate you being on the show. So you've got these wonderful devices I'm staring at here, um, these cool phones. So tell me, tell me yes. about these. Yes. So uh, originally last year, we launched on Kickstarter a 2G phone in the shape of a circle. And we offered it in conjunction with a class. So you had the option of having it shipped to your house or actually come in for the class. And no one chose the option to ship it to their house. Everyone came in for the class. And uh, basically, at the end of the class, you walked out of the class with a 2G phone in the shape of a circle, which you built yourself. Uh, we taught you how to build uh, your own phone and with a working phone plan that was about $6 a month. Wow. So, yes, wow. very awesome. cool. Yeah. And so this is um, what it, I mean, what to give the audience some perspective on this. Yes. This is a circular phone. Yes. So it's. Uh, our slogan is non-rectangular phones for non-rectangular people. And uh, we start out with our circle phone. It's spelled C-Y-R-C-L-E. And uh, it's in the shape, basically, of a circle. Um, and it fits better in the hand. It's more ergonomic uh, for people to hold and also text and message. And also it's easier, um, not easier, but it's more pleasant to view pictures and uh, video on your uh, circular phone than it is on a rectangular phone. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't Snapchat, didn't their glasses take yes. uh, photos and circular? Yes. <laughs> you, I'm so glad you know that. So we're really looking, um, we would really be happy to eventually partner with uh, Snap and their spectacles line because uh, their video is, um, they take actually more video so that when you rotate your phone, uh, it doesn't just go portrait or landscape. It actually does a complete 360. Um, so they can actually fit uh, their video on our phone much better than a standard rectangular format. Oh, that's great. Well, what, what inspired you to, what, you know, what was the inspiration? This is really cool. Yes. Well, for me personally, uh, I wanted, a, phones weren't fitting in my smaller pockets and I wanted a phone that could fold in half and fit in a smaller curved pocket. And uh, the circle was actually fitting really well in my hand. And so I thought, gosh, if I could just fold that phone in hand uh, in half uh, and fit that in my pocket or have it so it could lightly hang on clothes, um, uh, for when I wear dresses and things like that. But uh, nobody cared about that when we launched the Kickstarter. They just loved the fact that uh, it was in the shape of a circle. It was different than all their friends, and it really had a novelty appeal to it. So we actually lost a lot of uh, that functionality in going to uh, this model that we're releasing uh, this coming year in 2018. Uh, so we uh, have a much bigger display. You notice it's like three times as big as the display that we had last year. And um, because of that, people can see much more of their videos and um, pictures on on the device itself, which uh, people really appreciate. Yeah, that's great. So the new styles, uh, these are the <laughs> hidden super secret. Yes, these uh, are the super secret. Although, so you get the, to see them. But, but they're, they're on the they're on the site. They're on the no, website. No, super no, secret. no. You you are one of the few people who actually gets to see, gets to see these before the launch. So wow, it's really cool. We don't even share these out digitally via email or anything. It's it's top secret. Wow. Well, they are. So. I mean, I'll just say they're 
I really like them. I mean, they're really cool. Like this one, like, I'm sorry, the audience can't see this. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, if you had a phone that looked like that, people would just go, wow, what is going on? Yeah, like what? <laughs> What where what planet did you come from? You know, kind of thing. But yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, and um, we're really excited uh, to launch this particular line because it can really uh, demonstrate to people what we can do. And um, one of the more exciting things is that we can actually uh, manufacture this phone here locally. So um, we live in just a bountiful uh, area here in the Northwest because we have so many manufacturers. Uh, just here locally. So we uh, actually, our offices are in the shadow of T-Mobile over in Factoria. And just across the freeway from us, we have one manufacturer. There's another manufacturer out in Monroe. There's another manufacturer down in Brenton uh, and one down in SeaTac. So that can easily help us the next couple of years um, as we scale up. So um, because of that, we're able to innovate much quicker uh, because we don't have to wait for shipments from China or uh, waiting for them to get trapped in customs or, or or, um, having to hassle with that. And um, just in the last year, the labor costs in Shenzhen have, have actually risen. And because of that, it's becoming more, um, uh, not equal, uh, definitely, but uh, it's becoming more pricey to actually manufacture uh, in Shenzhen. And so because of that, um, we actually have a great shot here, manufacturing here locally. And because of that, we can deliver things uh, even eight months faster than if we were to manufacture in China. Well, that's great. Yes. Well, Mike, I wish I wish you, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I was going to say, tell me about like, so the Kickstarter and like, what, what did a phone cost and, and what does it mean to build a oh. phone when people showed up? Were they soldering things or is it components that you put together? Like what, tell us about kind of what the, you know, tr try to describe the product, I guess, for somebody who hasn't seen it. Is it? Okay, so for last year's product, um, since it was more geared towards the hobby maker, and we just wanted to see people interacting with the phone in the shape of a circle to make sure that they were ready for it and and to actually spot any problems that they may have with it. Um, but people just loved it. It was it was really fantastic. Um, and um, one of the great parts about it was that it was just in modules uh, that you could connect with cables. And so because of that, it was very easy for the end user to put it together. Uh, but in addition to showing you how to put together our phone in the shape of a circle, we also introduced you to other uh, uh, hobby phones uh, that you could actually make yourself. So. Uh, a portion of the class, it was indeed putting your own circle phone together, but another half of the class was actually introducing you to this whole world of um, making phones in the shape that you want. Uh, so for example, even with our phone, we gave you the 3D print files and you can modify them into any shape that you wanted. So whether you wanted a phone in the shape of a circle or you wanted it in the shape of a hexagon, octagon, or even in the shape of a Death Star, you know, sphere, um, you could do that. The interesting thing was that nobody changed the shape. Everybody kept to the circular format and uh, we learned a lot from that. Um, we also played with different filaments. Um, uh, for the 3D uh, uh, case, 3D printed case. Uh, so for example, one of the filaments that we offered was actually made of coffee. Um, so most filaments, uh, PLA filaments, um, are actually made from corn uh, here in the United States. Uh, but this particular one was made by Protopasta down in Vancouver, Washington. So we love going local, um, you know, 
as I stressed before, uh, not only our manufacturer uh, being local, but also just trying to source as many products as possible on this phone locally. Wow. So the 3D printed material mm-hmm. was uh, was recycled material and it had some coffee grounds in it or something? Right, like. right. So uh, <laughs> uh, the guys at Protofasta were so fabulous and very supportive. Uh, they were willing to actually try different uh Uh, They already had this coffee uh, filament, uh, so they just add coffee grounds to the mixture. And it's great for when you're printing the 3D print uh, because it smells like coffee throughout the lab, which is totally great. A little disappointing thing is once it hardens, you don't get the coffee smell anymore. So, yeah, so we were a little (laughs) disappointed about that. But uh, it was great to have this uh, brown color. And we thought, gosh, you know, we're a little afraid of the brown, but it actually looked like wood after it was printed. So. Um, it had this very natural feel and look to it, and a lot of our backers chose that color. So, wow. yeah, it was really cool. I'd like to, I'd like to be able to say I had a, co- a coffee phone. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I had this coffee phone with my my latte this morning. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So this is a 2008 planned launch. Yes. What, yes. Where about or what? Drum roll, please. Yeah, Drum. It's, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> what about what? I mean, not to put any pressure on you. Or anything, but <laughs> about what quarter in 2018, or do you know yet? So uh, we will be launching our pre-sales in January 2018. Okay. Uh, and we will have the phone in customers' hands by the end of 2018. Wow. Okay. So, well, and can you talk about price yet, or is that? Uh, yes. So we know that it will be about 500. Okay. Uh, so and which is great because it's a 4G Android phone it has all, approximately the same specs as a Samsung S7. So whereas you would pay you know $800 or more for a phone like that, ours right. is only $500 and it has this unique. Uh, shape to it. So. Everyone's going to want one of these. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing I'm curious about, and I, uh, probably Mike is curious about this too. Um, this is, it seems like a lot of people are, uh, I mean, the idea of doing a, a hardware type thing yes. is really daunting. Yes, it is. How did you, how did you like, what, I mean, seriously, what gave you the inspiration? Like what yes. really, uh, did, did you do hardware before this? So um, I have, since I was 16, I wanted to work on microprocessors in Japan. Okay. And so because of that, when you look at my resume, you're like, well, how did she, she was like a biochemist in Tokyo for, you know, Fujitsu's parent company, Fuji Electric. I mean, like I went all over to try and uh, live this dream. And so I feel like I finally uh, have come full circle and uh, been able to uh uh, develop electronics uh, myself. So yeah. that's that's uh, really cool. Um, but uh, along the way, so I was part of the 3-2 engineering program with Occidental College and Caltech. Um, and after that, I went to Japan for many years. Um, I was there for about four years. Um, in addition, so uh, my undergraduate degrees are actually in um, physics and uh, biochemistry. So I was a biochemist for part of my life as well. I worked at Microsoft on my Microsoft's campus for five years as a software engineer. So basically, I've covered biology, chemistry, physics, software engineering, hardware engineering. So I can speak as a CTO, I can speak to every technical person on the team, except for maybe a geologist. So, yeah. <laughs> well, geologists, do you have a geologist on the team? No, we don't have a geologist <laughs> right. on the team. So I think I'm very you know, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, gosh, I'm really frustrated with these phones. And I'm like, well, actually 
I, I do have the background to do it. So um, for the material science, uh, for the enclosure of the case, uh, for the electronics inside, uh, for the software contained therein. So um, I really think that of all people on this planet, I'm one of the rare persons who can actually pull this off. So I was, I was like, what am I waiting for? Let's go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, being a hardware company is 10 times harder than being a software company. So not only do we have the software on our device that we have to worry about, but we also have to worry about uh, suppliers, uh, storage of those supplies, shipping of the product and shipping of the supplies. We have to worry about regulations, FCC regulations. Um, there are just a host of components. So people say hardware is hard and some people say it's twice as hard as a software company, but it's actually 10 times as hard as a software company because right. there are just so many moving parts that you have to keep on top of. But if you figure it out. Yes, if you figure it out, then it's a great win. I mean, we're so lucky to have Glowforge here in the Pacific Northwest and and that they raised so much money. They raised, what, $28 million on their own website. Um, so that was an achievement in itself. And the fact that they're shipping now, they've already started shipping uh, those laser cutters just fabulous. Yeah. So, and I was so excited. I actually got to uh, interview Dan Shapiro for Seattle Startup Week oh, great. a couple weeks ago. So um, that was a big highlight for me being a hardware geek and um, getting to um, talk with him about that. Do you, have you used his machine for the, for this, for this thing or? No. Wouldn't that be cool if we could somehow offer some sort of skin on the back of our phone that was made by a Glowforge, I think that that would be hot. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of, um, well, kids, I think kids, um, mm -hmm. I have a 13-year-old uh, daughter. I've got yes. to imagine she would think this is Phenomenal. Yes. And our demographic is actually age 13 okay. to 32. Okay. So um, we're really uh, shooting for that demographic. And it's so funny, especially as you get to 16 to, you know, um, through the college years, those individuals really want to come work for our company. I mean, they really see the potential and they're really excited by our product. So um, we're really looking forward to, of course, releasing this launch, but we have plans in the future. We have five other non-rectangular phones that we would like to launch as well. Okay. So the technology is coming along. Uh, it's actually there right now. We just need to wait for it to be a little bit more affordable for us. Uh, and then we'll be launching phones in other shapes. Is it hard to make a circular so, screen? Like, I mean, is that, I mean, screens generally are square, right? Like that's sort of the typical form factor. Yes, Mike, that's is, a really is that good a question. Challenge? So that's a huge challenge. We actually have a competitor down in Berkeley, California, and they make a circular uh, cell phone as well uh, that has a bamboo back. It's a lovely product. Uh, we've had lots of email exchanges with that particular company as well. Um, they've had a hard time sourcing their uh, circular display. Uh, they went through a famous uh, display company actually out of Taiwan, and that company went bankrupt. Mm. Um, so they lost about a million dollars there. Um, that was really sad. And we've learned from their experiences as well. Um, and so because of that, we actually have three manufacturers that can do a circular display for us. We made sure to build in a contingency plan just in case our forerunner um, couldn't deliver for us. Um, but we were lucky to actually find uh, a great display maker who could actually make a phenomenal uh, display for our phone. And um, we 
uh, actually negotiated uh, with uh, another company that they sold um, maybe 100,000 units to or more. Um, they probably sold actually more of those more than 100,000 to that company. But we negotiated with that secondary company to just buy 1,000 units off of them for this private release that we're running next year. Wow. So that's really mm -hmm. super exciting. Um, do you what, What's the reception been of the, uh, of the Seattle investment community? I mean, have people been excited or have people been kind of like, a lot of times you hear that hardware people prefer to invest in software. Yes, I've heard it's this, true. I've heard this before from hardware companies like, ah, Seattle angels don't get hardware, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. What has your experience been? It's true. It's been uh, a bitter battle for us uh, here, actually, <laughs> in Seattle. Um, that being said, we've made a lot of great allies among the investment groups. Uh, um, so because of that, uh, we feel really supported here in Seattle. This Seattle is actually probably, in my mind, the top uh, training ground for being a startup. So if you're learning how to be a startup, learning how to be... Um, you know, found your company and really uh, meet with investors and, and things like that. Peep, uh, investors in Seattle are so generous with their time, so extremely generous with their time. And so because of that, I feel like we've been well-groomed here in Seattle, in, in safe Seattle. Yeah. And because of that, uh, we're actually been, we've actually been reaching out starting in July of last year uh, to uh, both San Francisco, Silicon Valley, um, uh, New York. Uh, we also have some targeted investors in um, Boston and Colorado who we're actually reaching out to and um, trying to reach. Our biggest disability right now is getting those warm introductions. Okay. Uh, and we've targeted these particular uh, investors in those areas because not only have they invested in consumer electronics, so they do have knowledge in that area, but in addition to that, they've had a healthy exit in the consumer electronics space in the last two years. Okay. And so because of that, it's been a pleasant, hopefully fairly pleasant experience for them and they would be eager to um, invest again. So, Mike, have you ever worked on any hardware products? I'm trying to think if I have. I mean, I've, I've definitely tinkered with things. I've got uh, all kinds of, like my office is just cluttered with um, with uh, Arduino boards and, and uh, Bluetooth LTE <laughs> chips and things. I don't think I've ever shipped a product. Um, but I do love playing with the stuff. Um, I, you know, isn't it fun? Yeah, it's amazing yeah. what's possible now uh, to ho hobbyists, right? Um, you can build just about anything. I'm, I'm curious to know about like I've looked at a lot of projects. I've thought about um, hardware wise have involved some kind of a, a communications need. So, so the need for some kind of a SIM card or a, or a, 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 a I don't know, a, a small modem that fits on the board, right? Um, does that, when you when you source that for your phone, is that like, um, is what you use kind of a specific to, to making a phone or, or do you use kind of a general purpose uh, Bluetooth or a, I'm sorry, like a, like a GPRM or a 3G modem that, that could be used for data? Like does, what, what is, is that, um, what, what's your experience with that? Is that, is that getting more affordable? I've, I've always found it to be kind of, uh, I don't know. Every time I've looked at a project that needed some kind of data communications, it looked like that chip was going to cost about 30 bucks and it just kind of blew the yes. price of the, of the project up a little bit if you wanted to do it at scale. 
Yes, you totally, you totally know. So you hit that nail on the head. But fortunately, um, there's been some uh, breakthroughs in the last two years. And because of that, uh, larger um, companies such as T-Mobile and Sprint are actually um, selling parts of their uh, bandwidths uh, to subsidiaries. And because of that, uh, or, or to third-party vendors. And because of that, we're able to go through a third-party vendor and get a very reasonable rate for our customers. And um, because, of, because of that, um, that's been a huge uh, asset for us as a company, knowing that our customers can actually not only um, purchase our phone, which is affordable, but also get a phone plan in conjunction with that, which is also half the price of what they would normally pay. Huh. And that comes from these third-party mm-hmm. uh, the people Vendors. who acquired some mm-hmm. some of the spectrum from T-Mobile absolutely, or whoever. absolutely. And uh, the particular company that we're partnering with, uh, that we partnered with last year, and that we are partnering um, have a more substantial partnership with uh, in this coming year, um, has fantastic customer service. So our customers will call them if if they need to register. Basically, they only call them if they need to register the phone. But um, once they register the phone, they pick up on the first ring, and it's a live person. Wow. And they say, how may I help you? And they bend over backwards trying to help that person. So it's not um, – and this company is actually based in Canada. They're so polite, just really, really good with the customer, really good with us, and um, we really like them a lot. Canadians are so nice. Yeah. Yes, they're so nice. <laughs> it's kind of – it's true, actually. They're just so nice. It's true. So, but Mike, your question is really good because um, – Another feature that we're offering on our phone is the ability to have dual SIM. So right now we're seeing a migration to having an embedded SIM on most uh, cell phones. And there are a lot of companies that are migrating towards that. But the rest of the world is not. Um, That's kind of a U.S. migration. And because of that, uh, for people uh, who travel, nice to have a domestic SIM card and an international SIM card. Um, So we do have two slots for those. In addition to that, um, some people have a business uh, uh, SIM card and some people have a personal SIM card. Uh, because of that, um, we're including uh, the dual SIM card feature in our phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How absolutely. does that work? You can put two SIM cards in at once and then choose which one you want to have active at the, at at a time. Is that yes? Isn't that phenomenal? Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. 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 So, how does the six dollar a month plan work? I mean, obviously that's through yes. the other company, but do, do people get yes. data and voice for six dollars so, a month? Uh, $6 a month was just for the 2G plan. Uh, okay. For the 4G plan, it's $23 a month. It's still pretty reasonable. Yeah. I, um, we pay so much money for cell phone right now. I think, I mean, I don't think too much about it cause it's just part of what I've been paying for years and years, but, yes. um, I feel like, I feel like maybe things have changed and my, and my cell phone plan hasn't kept up with it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really change. It's like basically the same amount it's always been. Um, and I think at this point I'm basically paying for my phone out, out of my own pocket even, you know what I mean? Like it used yes. to be that they give you a phone with it. And now I feel like I just buy my phone and mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we have a ton of data and I, I, the plan is actually really great. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's nowhere near $20 a month. So it's, true. Uh, maybe it's, it's you time have to kids? shop. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have phones yet. They're, they're little. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's uh, coming. 
Another thing that we discovered with our phone last year, because it had a lot of appeal with kids, uh, although we did not uh, build it for kids at that time, so we actually had to limit who could buy it, uh, so for 18 years and up, um, but a lot of parents came in and actually uh, built one for, for their kids and took it home to show their kids how to build it. Um, but what we saw was that uh, so many things on the kid front, uh, the age, the average age that uh, a child is getting their first smartphone has dropped from 12 to the age of eight, just in the last 24 months. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's eight seems, eight seems so young, but it doesn't surprise me too much. I've got, I've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old. They both have iPads. Yes. The iPads are like their most, uh, <laughs> I mean, the most precious thing they own. Yes. Um, and they, and they, and they've got, um, the ability to like call their grandparents on them and stuff. I mean, it is effectively a cell phone. It's just bigger yes. and it doesn't have a cell phone connection, but mm-hmm. I don't know why that's really all that different. We lock it down with, you know, security and like make sure they don't have access to, to, to apps that are above their mm-hmm. age profile and make, they don't get, you know, raw internet access, but, mm-hmm. um, you could do the same thing with a phone. It's hard to imagine why you wouldn't give a kid a phone except, except maybe that they're just more expensive and there's a plan. Uh, associated with them. Yes, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of the software that's available is not locking those phones down securely enough uh, to protect Mm -hmm. your child from, uh, you know, the internet is one click away. YouTube, you're about two clicks away from um, stuff that you probably don't want your kids to be seeing. Um, It's just... It's, it's really hard to uh, monitor that. And uh, we do have a strategy that we're going to roll out, uh, not next year, but uh, in the years following that uh, to address that very issue. Uh, because we th- feel like uh, cell phone manufacturers just are not addressing that right now. With Android, you can, I mean, I don't know, you're putting Android on the new device, and I don't know if that's new compared to the one that you did with Kickstarter, but mm-hmm. does that give you a lot of flexibility to get in and, and, and modify things to make them, you know, so if you wanted to make a more kid-friendly phone that had more security that maybe maybe the stock Android doesn't have, is it, is it, is it still true that you can kind of go in and modify Android a bit? Because it was kind of open source at the beginning, but I don't know, I feel like Google kind of branched off and took a lot of the good features and kept them proprietary. So I don't really know if that's true anymore. Do you, do you, have you been able to experiment much with changing the operating system? It is true. So uh, we have been able to experiment a bit and I can't really talk about that much so much, but I can, what I can right. talk about is uh, contrasting. So the phone that we released last year and uh, because you have Arduino boards, you're familiar with this, was actually an Arduino-based system. Uh, and so uh, this phone that we're releasing in 2018 is uh, Android, uh, full Android-based. So you'll have all of the apps that you are used to on your phone, on uh, the, our Circle phone. Uh, in addition to that, um, uh, in addition to that, we will have additional software on our phone that you won't be able to find on your regular rectangular phone. And we hope that uh, that will draw you even further towards the Circle phone. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I love that. So, I love the the photos here you have. Of yes. This. They're, they're really cool. Yeah. No, um, I can't imagine anyone, anyone who looks at these is going to go, wow, I want that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Actually, we've nicknamed it the Nordstrom phone. The Nordstrom phone? <laughs> because we could really see it. It just has that polish to it uh, that Nordstrom has. And so um, 
uh, Nordstrom has uh, those pop-in stores. Yeah. Uh, and one of them uh, every year, uh, so for one month every year, they actually have one just for electronics. And so we would really like to be in that store next year. Yeah. So um, we've put our feelers out uh, to people that we know uh, who who uh, organize um, the products in that particular pop-in, and um, we hope that those will pay off next year. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful looking device. Mm-hmm. It's really, really nice. And we found that once people can actually hold our phones in their hands, yeah. that that really helps a lot. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, because no, I'm drawn to just wanting to. <laughs> that's right. Just pick it up and pick hold it. it. Yes. I mean, isn't that strange? Yes. I mean, it's not even on. It's just a. Yes, mock-up, exactly. This is just, just a mock-up, but feels yes, kind of not. It feels yes. nice. It does. It feels yeah. really nice in the them. hand. And also, you know, when you hold your hand out and you just bend the fingertips a little bit, this is in the shape of a circle, not a rectangle. And, you know, our eyes are round. The world is round. You know, why, you know, even baseballs, you know, everything <laughs> is round that fits in our hand. Yeah. And so because of that, why not have a device that fits better in the hand, like a round device? Yeah, so. I love it. I, I really love it. Is there a place where people can see pictures and stuff? I don't know if the stuff that yes. Joe has on the desk. I'm so sorry, publicly Mike. Um, so um, these ones were not. I, I looked at the Kickstarter, yeah. um, but I wasn't sure if what you showed him is the same. No, it's not. Um, I'm so sorry. So but that's okay because when you when you launch and, this, we can we can you know help you. Not only yeah, can help <laughs> you promote this, and it, it's going to be really neat. I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we do show people in person uh, what we have uh, coming up, but um, uh, for various reasons, uh, uh, for reasons of confidentiality, we do not share anything digitally out now, but we will be uh, releasing um, all of the images a week before the campaign launch. Okay. So. And the campaign's going to launch in January. Yes, in January. It's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. So you're a little... You're a little havoc right now, maybe. Yes, I'm a little sleep deprived. You notice the <laughs> circles under my eyes right now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. So that's wonderful. Well, cool. How many people are on your team? Right so now? we've been fluctuating uh, between eight and twelve people. Okay. Um, we've hired actually over forty contractors okay. over the last two years to work on bits and pieces of uh, the company um, for just a couple hours at a time. Um, we know a lot of hired guns in the area, and so because of that, uh, it's nice to be able to pick and choose and just say, "Hey, could you do this piece? You know, for a couple weeks for us?" And um, people. People are really excited about this product yeah. and so uh, because of that they're uh, very eager to be a, a part of it and um, so we've been fortunate in that way um, that people have been tolerant with us just to um, work a couple hours there are many people that would like to full, go full-time yeah. uh, as soon as uh, we can get investment um, that would be cool um, but in the meantime uh, I just want to talk about the team members that we have so far so our company is kind of an upside-down version of regular tech companies. You know, most tech companies try to get a lot of women on their team. Um, All three of our founders are all female. In addition to that, uh, most of the electrical engineers that have worked on uh, various prototypes throughout uh, our existence have all been female. Um, We've just had uh, a huge number of women really interested in this product. Uh, In in addition to that, what we did not expect last year uh, when we ran the Kickstarter 
was how much men loved our product. Um, so they were actually the ones that encouraged us to launch the Kickstarter and you know kept asking us, well, where can I buy this? And I wanted it in a different color. We were just testing it uh, in public um, and we would approach different people. And um, it was always the men who were like crawling over the crowds and saying, can, you, can I please take a picture? I've never seen anything like this before. This is so unique, you know, kind of thing. And maybe I don't want it in yellow, but you know, I'd like a different color. And so we were like, okay, we'll see if we can pull some off. And then uh, when we launched the Kickstarter campaign, the gender division was exactly 50-50. Huh. And we did not anticipate that. So okay. we actually had to pivot uh, more as a company and actually hire uh, more men <laughs> because we wanted to know, uh, you know, and understand what the appeal was yeah. uh, for men as well. So and that, did you find that out was that cool. they just all love gadgets of any kind? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they I... basically share my love of gadgets, you right. know, that whole techno lust. Yeah. And seeing something that's new and creative is just so addicting to me. Oh, it's totally. really, really yeah. nice. So um, my uh, co-founder, Wendy Wilson, she is our COO, and she was in charge of uh, people, processes, and safety at Lakeside Industries for 16 years. She and I had worked together on various volunteer projects for over seven years, so it was nice to have that legacy with her. Yeah. Uh, and Debbie uh, Liu, she uh, was came came to us from the Windows Phone team. Okay. And she is our chief procurement officer. She has saved us over $4 million so far wow. in the in the supplies. Wow. And in addition to that, um, there were many suppliers that I was having trouble negotiate, negotiating for lower volumes just so that we could do this private release. Right. And um, she got past no uh, wow. because her network is so huge. Wow, uh, that was fantastic. And then on our advisory board, we have uh, Rich Burger. He has uh, actually sold several telecom businesses in his career. Uh, he has a long career in the telecom business. Uh, he introduced us to Stacia Posh. She has brought handsets to market for AT&T for 10 years, been in the telecom industry for 20. And uh, she also has her own startup business called ItBands mm. uh, that's been very successful. They're now sold in Bartel. Oh. Um, so very, very cool. Um, and then uh, Matt Westerfeld. He has been my mentor since day one. Uh, he runs the metrics makerspace on Capitol Hill. Okay. He's probably uh, advised over a hundred hardware startup founders in this area. Oh, alone. that's great. Wow. Yes. That's so wonderful. we have just such a great uh, team uh, at, at the helm. And then in addition to that, you know, the 40 contractors that we have. Right. Wow. That's a super, super exciting. Well, I'm very excited. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm very excited. This is really phenomenal. Well, yeah. So you're, you're going to have to like, uh, alert us right away when these things go live so we can share the news and um, yeah, what a fun, fun, fun thing. Well, congratulations yes. on, on this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think you put your put your thumb on something very exciting. It's very hot. Sometimes you get an idea and you just, you kind of don't know, like, are people going to like it or exactly. what, you know, but I think you, this feels so, I mean, this is just nice. Mm. It does. Yeah. Uh, one of our contractors is Neil Chapman. He actually came up with this form factor. He used to work at SpaceX. Uh, we also have Catherine Hines. She has uh, done some other uh, form factors for us as well. Um, she uh, actually uh, designs gears for a living, so a lot of circular devices. Right. Um, and uh, we've had um, 
people from um, students actually from General Assembly ha have worked on our team last year. Uh, students from the University of Washington have worked on our team as well. Um, it's been really exciting. That's great. Well, so the, the website that people want to just poke around right now mm -hmm. is just detour. Yes. D-T-O-O-R.com. That's right. And that stands for designing the opposite of rectangle. <laughs> so we always have to spell it. It's D-T-O-O-R.com. Uh, and we will be launching the circlephone.com website actually uh, in January okay. as well. So uh, many people have been gravitating towards the circle phone um, phrase, uh, more than the company, you know, we always have to explain the company's name. Uh, so because of that, we are actually transitioning just in the next couple months, okay. uh, to be the circle phone okay. team. I so. was going to tell you, I really like that. I really like detour. I think that's a cool, oh, thank you. Like, thank, that's really nice. thank you very much. Yeah. I, I really like it too. And I think it'll make more sense. The more products we put out, the right. more non-rectangular products we put out, yeah. it'll make more sense to people. But right now people really know us for the circle phone. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Mike. Do you have any you. parting thoughts? No, that's fantastic. We'll be watching to see uh, the launch in January. Thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you, Mike. And thank you for all your questions. I really appreciate uh, talking with somebody else who is familiar with hardware. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks, everyone else, for listening. We'll see you all next week.